Are you going to give it to her or are you keeping it with the boys? I'm just going to work around the question. I'd be like, I love sex. I think there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so what's the next question? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like in politicians, you just kind of like, you know, right, right. try to like um, not answer the question, say something else. Like, yeah, I think sex is a great thing. I agree with you. Respect, respect. Yeah. But of course, I'll take them for the boys, man. You think them for the boys? For the team, you know? Oh, you, yeah, Ooh, I got to go. I've been working, told them, please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bruh, just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog, swear I paid on my fees. I was starving for this day, now my fan, they can't eat. Hey, everyone, welcome to the show. Cup of News episode 75 with your hosts, Peter and Matt. Thank you everyone for tuning in on this beautiful day. We're coming live from Austin, Texas. A couple of housekeeping things. Everything is in the show notes as far as looking back on this episode. If you click on this episode, you could get a whole list of all the links that we have to our website, which has awesome content on there. We actually have three different kind of blogs for nurses, nursing students, and nurses it's about right it's about right and then also frontline warriors we have five different blogs that talk to you about different pillars about consciousness and how to improve that and we're going to be adding things on to everything in that category so continue staying in touch with us there and yeah let the show begin how you doing pete i'm doing great we have some dry weather here in austin but what's not dry is this episode it's november so in honor of november we're dedicating this episode to No Not November. So we decided to talk about the benefits of sex. So it's, it's technically November. dry, but like, we're making it, you know, the other way. Yeah, making it work. So it's November 22nd. So, you know, if you've done the deed this week, guess what? You failed. But don't worry about it because sex has a lot of benefits and you probably shouldn't be doing No Not November in the first place. Exactly. It's just some kind of internet fad that is more probably in the manosphere. So those women that are listening that don't know about it, now you know, supposedly November 1st, men were supposed to retention their semen for a whole 30 days, and that's supposed to boost, I don't know, freaking confidence or some shit they believe, and they think that we should be abstaining from sex. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you, but if I, I bet you any money right now, you go up to any straight dude in November, let's say he's participating in his donut in November, if you give him a girl that's a... Probably like a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, he's breaking that code. If he goes well, on a day or two? Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Not even a day or two, just, just that day. If you buy some dude, a stripper, or you know, somebody off the streets, and they're looking at like a 9 or a 10, he's going he's gonna to do the, do the deed for sure, 100%. Yeah. Any, any man's going to do it. Would you do it? Let's say you're like, hey, I'm going to do no, no November for the boys. I'm going to take one for a team. I'm going with, to withhold the sperm to any female out there. To give mine for this month. And then a 10 walks by and she's like, Matt, give it to me. Are you going to give it to her or are you keeping it with the boys? I'm just going to work around the question. I'd be like, I love sex. I think there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so what's the next question? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like in politicians, you just kind of like, you know, right, right. try to like um, not answer the question, say something else. Like, yeah, I think sex is a great thing. I agree with you. Respect, respect. Yeah. But of course, I'll take them for the boys, yeah. man. You take them for the boys? For the team, you know? Oh, you, man, I'd be going. I'd be gone. Wow. I, I, I think partic- I mean, why? You know? Why? <laughs> why? I mean, it's always next year, right? Exactly. But it's 10. Uh, 10 might not be here next year. You know what I'm saying? But November, November will always Seize be Seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
So benefits of sex. So first thing we kind of took a look at is how has COVID-19, how has the pandemic affected sex, right? So personally, I would think, hey, people are staying home more, things are closed. I hypothesized that there was going to be like an increase of sex because, you know, you're home, maybe there's, you know, not a lot of things to do. You're no not working. Place, not working, no places to go out. So nobody to see <clears throat> besides your significant other. So, you know, why just bust it down, you know, twice a week or three times a week, four times a week, you know, or twice a day or whatever, you know. Somebody's listening, like, more, more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not sure where your comfort, your threshold is, but I would think that, you know, there would be an increase, you know. But when, man, I did, did some research, it turned out to be kind of on the other spectrum of things. So we looked at some studies. And one study was a meta-analysis that looked at some articles, 34 articles from 18 different countries. And through the analysis, they stated that about 43% of people had a worsening or decline in sexual intercourse. So almost half of the people that, that participated in this during the pandemic, their intercourse, their, the amount of sex they were having and their satisfaction has dropped. That's, so that's very fucking... That sucks, dude. Yeah, and if you look at Maslow's hierarchy, I guess it makes sense where we thought it would go up because you're with your partner, unless you're single, whatever, you have to use other means of commu communication to achieve <laughs> that. <laughs> swipe, you know, swipe, swipe. And it seems like, according to Maslow's, fear was a big factor that as a human, if you're in a state of fight or flight, you have to survive. And because you have to survive on a primitive level you don't have the the drive to reproduce your True. body doesn't so it makes sense that fear suppresses that because this was 18 countries so it makes sense how pandemic happened there was so much fear in the system everybody just thought it's not a good time to make Get babies yeah. yeah and what's crazy mentioned babies is that 32 percent of the people that were planning on having kids decided to not have kids anymore so, but that kind of goes both ways because if I'm thinking about it from like a rational standpoint, not just like a sexual standpoint or, or whatever, then that makes sense. There's a pandemic going on. There's some new disease out there. Maybe it's not best for, best time for me to have kids because we're not sure how this is going to affect fed kids because it was st still early on. So that I understand why people decide to not have kids. But another thing that was pretty uh, breathtaking is that uh, masturbation increased by 28%. Uh, compared to like prior to, to the pandemic, which is which both is insane. Male, both male females. Both male female. Yeah, which is so people have kind of shifted from having a partner a little bit to kind of doing it themselves. Doing it solo. But is it because there is a decrease in satisfaction with their partner, where they gotta you know finish themselves, themselves all with, with the solo, you know, or is like they're just like a drop in urge because of the fear, you know? It's that it didn't look that deep into that. Right. One one thing I can say is if you are not with a significant other then there was fear of catching covid because you're out freaking trying to you know get it in and the streets are dangerous the vids out there bro. You don't there get vid. you. and you heard that the vid doesn't sleep at night either it could get you too mm -hmm. so you know maybe they just uh, decided to do solo because of that and it's pan pandemic maybe it's a shame it's a shame but <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because if we, we looked at the birth trends from march 2019 <laughs> to 2020 and there was a 0.91 decrease decline in births so that's 1.5 million less babies in the united states that's crazy you know that's there's a population of like 350 million it might not seem like a lot but that's a lot because that's our future yeah i mean you know? it's a clearly a big win for the globalists if the 
population depopulation theory conspiracy mm-hmm. do does exist. Hundred percent. Yeah. So what are the actual benefits of of sex? So what it means to actually be sexually healthy, it means that you have an understanding that sexuality is a natural part of life and evolves more than sexual behavior. There's more things to intimacy than just the sex part, right? There's the emotions and the communication portion as well. And that all kind of ties into into sex, not just like the physical act of it. You know, there's more behind it. It's also being able to experience sexual pleasure, satisfaction, and intimacy when desired. Uh, being able to communicate about sexual health with others, including sexual partners and healthcare providers, and also having access to sexual health information and education and care. See, that all leads to like a sexual health life. Health life. If you have the proper means of taking care of yourself, um, you know, proper hygiene, proper education on how to do things, a safe way to have, to have sex, you or know, condoms, how to, right? How to how to go about it, you know, um, and just like all all that that goes goes with it, it makes it a more enjoyable experience because. Like, like I said before, it's not just physical. Everything else is also included in there. So if the emotions are on point, the desire is there, and then the sex is there, like that's a good time for everybody. And no one's going to tell you it's not because it, they're lying. Yeah, you have natural release of endorphins, oxytocin mm. afterwards. Dopamine. Dopamine, love chemicals. Like why not partake into it? Mm. And, and we're speaking st- strictly from like a scientific standpoint. You know, we're not saying to go... Go sleep around and get make sure you get your sex content for the week because we're going to talk about all these benefits of sex. So we're just taking that point out because Peter and I not, are not here to give you uh, emotional health advice on how to... Not today, at least. Not, at least not today, yeah. Not today, feds. <laughs> we're not talking about, you know, how to get it in strategically, just the benefits of sex. <laughs> yeah. if you, but if you guys want to hear an episode, you guys go always, you know, comment down below in the comment section. Hit us up on email. We can make more an in-depth episode we'll, we'll be the pickup the couple of nurses pickup artists we'll get, give you some tips <laughs> to, you know how to pick up nurses you know yeah how to pick up nurses at work how to pick up a nurse at the gym yeah how to pick up a night shift nurse during breakfast beers you know? yeah we'll look up what the google trends are and we'll go from there we'll figure it out but if you're thinking to yourself hmm should i be having more sex could i use more sex in my life am i having enough sex well we're gonna list out some benefits that might have you swayed on that opinion towards the um, more sex category. So one thing that has sex benefits is a lot of times it is also associated with headache relief. So one sample that we looked at, it took 800 participants with migraine headaches and 200 participants with cluster headaches, right? And it took a look at how many of them have had a relief in symptoms and of headache after they, they had sex, after they had sexual intercourse. So out of the, in the cluster headache, 31, uh, percent of the participants said that they did experience some kind of relief uh, from the cluster, he- cluster headaches after intercourse, and 60% out of the 34% that did uh, receive symptom relief in the migraines responded positively after sexual intercourse. So, like, it's... It's a vasodilator it's, in that case. Yeah, where it's, it's interesting because <clears throat> look at this study. It's, like, about a quarter to a third of the people that had headaches were relieved by, by sex, which is not the most drastic number in the world, but why not give it a try? You know? Yeah, and, and what's interesting about it is there's, you know, there's limitations to this, and one thing I'm thinking about is the way we kind of describe it is, hey, sex is taking like the pill to relieve your headache. Mm. It sometimes might work, but also the level it's gonna work on is probably the, the amount of chemistry you have with your partner. Mm. If you aren't as, you know, sexual with your partner or there's like the whole masculine feminine imbalance and 
there's a problem with those roles or you're having arguments and the sex is not good for that month, and that, what if your headaches aren't as relieved right. versus another partner looking at you know another part of the study where the sex is great, they're loving each other, and what, what, what kind of symptom relief percentage do we have there? True. But that'd be hard to test because everything is subjective at that point. Yeah, we can't even do it on mice, right? <laughs> Figure out which mice is having a headache with a little MRI, you know, put a little, little we, electrodes on their heads. Make him give give him a headache, and then force him to mate with somebody, and so right. that. But then you, it's forced is different, you know. And in order to find that out, we'd have to kind of like somehow communicate with the mouse and tell him like, hey, so from a scale of zero to ten, how much do you love your partner? Yeah. Be hard. A lot of barriers there, bro. Yeah, Maybe yeah. in the future. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Another great thing about sex is that it's a good cardiovascular exercise. So we oh, real quick, one of the things. So one of the things I was thinking about writing the show notes and about the headaches. So. Why I think possibly sex relieves headaches is because a lot of headaches are associated with stress and anxiety and being overworked and basically a firing of the, of the sympathetic nervous system where maybe during sex, they're finally able to release that tension and relax and the headache goes away because they were so frustrated. They were so, you could say, tired from work and just so anxious or whatever, or maybe something upset them during the week and they've just been holding on to those thoughts. Or maybe during sex, you know, when they climax or when they have an orgasm, they get that release and then, it, right. then you're chilling. It's like a reset to your body. Mm, yeah, like that tension goes away and you're calm. And that's, that, yeah. that's what actually happens. You may make a very good perspective because it's almost like working out. You go to the gym and if you feel out of it, whatever, you have this crazy workout and you literally walk out feeling on a different mental mm. level, physical, mental level. You walk out feeling good. Oh, yeah. Probably works in the same way. We just don't know exactly how. Mm. So another benefit of having sex is good cardiovascular health. So we looked at a study that looked and determined the energy expenditure in uh, calories during sex during young couples. So on average, males burned around 276 calories for a 30-minute period, which is around 9.2 calories a minute, versus females burning 213 calories, which is about 7.1 calories a minute. I would tell you that that's legit because it would take me a pretty long time to burn that much calories in like a treadmill, you know. And then sex burns that much calories in half an hour. That's it's it's pretty solid. If you're trying to lose some weight, you know. It's good for the heart. Yeah, if you and your partner are trying to lose some weight, you know, get some cardio, screw that walk, just go to the bedroom, get it done, and you know you don't even gotta go for the walk anymore because you're already you're already got you you're good. You burn those 200 calories. You can have that snack and you can just chill. You got those endorphins running. Got those, got dopamine going. You don't even got to go for that walk and run anymore, man. And looking at this, is about a 60 calorie difference between males and females, which makes sense. Males generally tend to have more muscles. I think it's we're doing all the work. I mean, yeah, let me just, I was <laughs> just going to get to that point though, man. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. And respectively, you should be probably yeah. doing more work. So I don't know what the exact ratio is. Remember, we're not giving out tips here. Yeah, but it should, should be probably like... 60 40 man I'll maybe like 70 30 yeah, probably 70 30 depends, 70, depends what's going on you know that's <laughs> how you're feeling you know yeah, depends <laughs> how she's feeling you know maybe yeah. you're tired or not maybe you let her take charge for a little bit you know? yeah like um who said that future said you know sometimes i'll let her take the man's role you know or little baby said that <laughs> yeah. you know sometimes <laughs> you just gotta lay back you know yeah. put your head behind your shoulders Enjoy or behind, behind your head yeah 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 it makes sense yeah another um positive aspect of having sex especially for you females out there is sometimes it helps with menstrual cramps um, we looked at some study uh, that actually what they did was it wasn't actual 
site that they looked at, but they showed the, the woman a, a image of somebody that they are in, intimate with, and just showing them this picture of the person that they're intimate with brought in those, those thoughts of intimacy, and it released dopamine, and it helped with the, with the menstrual cramping pain. Because when somebody looks at a, a picture like you're seeing nothing other, and you've been intimate with them, the intimacy brings out good feelings, right? So then that also helps with mood. It also helps with, with pain. And that's what's kind of cool about it is even though you're not doing the act, just you kind of associating that person with intimacy and, and sex and emotion, it brings the pain down and it makes you feel better in general. This is a perfect example that you just talked about how powerful power of thoughts love. are. Mm-hmm. Power of love. Like you literally feel and think about a person in a specific way however that's stimulated where they don't have to be there but it's causing an effect on a physiological level mm-hmm. that's powerful that's crazy man so women out there you know hey i know a lot of women don't like to have sex on their period but you know not wrong <laughs> you with gotta that. say it right now <laughs> not wrong with that you know it's, you just gotta do what you gotta do you know and the homies will take one for the team too we'll, we'll help you through it you know we're not gonna complain i'm telling you that right now we'll give you some chocolates <laughs> oh man yeah we'll give you we'll give you a a package of chocolates, a different kind of package as well, you know? What's up, Luke? The D. Um, so another benefit is it makes you happy. And I like how the study was because it kind of examined the post-sex glow. And it kind of talked about how long it lasts. So they explored basically satisfaction scores and how how long they characterize what the sexual glow is. And they surveyed, surveyed 214 people and uh, they determined that spouses reported that daily sexual activity, after daily sexual activity, they had an elevated emotion and feeling for 48 hours after sex, which defined that afterglow. Mm-hmm. And spouses experiencing a stronger afterglow reported higher levels of mar- martial satisfaction at both baseline and over time. Yeah. So that... that sex glow actually lasts longer in a positive relationship mm-hmm. versus a negative one. Yeah, and it even promotes the positivity yeah. still. So so now because it promote this positivity, it, it holds it together. And it's crazy. So you have those feelings for two days. That's that's better than a drug, you know, because if you think about it, these like SSRIs or these medications for depression that are supposed to help with mood, sometimes you can take them two times a day, three times a day, daily, and sometimes maybe gotta have some sex and then you feel good for two days like that might be it that might be it maybe you just need that release and some people need that release more than others like some people can get away with like once a week once every two weeks some people need it every couple of days like it is what it is but people need that release and it's already programmed into us where it shouldn't be as taboo as it is because it's something that everybody enjoys doing that doesn't matter who you are as a person you need to do this to reproduce or you're always going to have some kind of an intimate to drive to drive you're always gonna have a drive to do it and there's always gonna be intimacy involved with it because it's what you are programmed to do and this pharmacopoeia literally lasts 48 hours. So it's almost like, just like you said, taking a drug. Like we're doing different things when we ingest food, medicine, whatever the drug is, we're changing our chemical level to give us a specific feeling. Same thing here with sex, it's giving a natural pharmacopoeia release that has all positive benefits. Yeah. And of course, those benefits are only going to be positive if you have the right partner with you. and. Everybody decides their own checklist of who that partner is, how they should behave. And um, I mean, the only thing I want to say about that subject is just make sure you're not only with your partner for sex, too, you know, Mm -hmm. like 
there's so many people that like the relationship just holds on to that and it could become a crutch in a relationship. I don't know if the afterglow has effects there. That's another study, right? But imagine like that you tolerate somebody. Maybe it's a shorter term relationship, maybe long term, but you tolerate somebody because you're having sex maybe every other day or whatever. And that's like the magic glue that's releasing the energy, but it's still negative because it's, it's a bad relationship. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. And that, that's rough because like we said in a, early on this episode, it's just there's more to sex than just a physical part. There's also that emotional and spiritual uh, side of it. And, you know, if not all those are being, you know, met, if not all those aspects are satisfied, then it could be um, a tough thing to deal with, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, we're kind of laughing around with this episode, we're having a good time, yeah. all humor and some science into it. But yeah, just choose the right partner. Just don't, don't give your body out for no reason out here. Yeah, exactly. We also want to dedicate some time in this episode just to talk about porn and uh, porn addiction because it's been on an increase and a rise in the U.S. There's about 5 to 8% of the population that are addicted to porn. And... Uh, we have the internet, so you could literally put anything in Google and you could get whatever you search for. Porn is just as accessible as, as anything else. As Netflix is there, so is porn. Like Twitter has porn. Like there's, there's, it's just a thing that's there and it's always going to be there because even though it's kind of taboo, I feel like everyone in society like uh, agrees on it being there as long as it's not being talked about in mainstream, right? Yeah, and porn addiction is defined by somebody that spends 11 to 12 hours a week viewing porn. I think that's already a shit ton of hours that's man. crazy it's a full-time job yeah you're part-time into it daily like if you're doing it more than once a day or something or whatever your limit should be i think that's something you should get looked at because yeah. at the end of the day you could compartmentalize this thing and it's just a bad habit it's a habit it's either you're and that's the problem with addiction that your brain doesn't know right from wrong your your brain doesn't know that porn is bad nor good it's just gets a freaking damn good ass dopamine rush when it freaking when you bust the nut and therefore you you're kind of creating those neural circuits and then you want to we want it again you want it again you feel like shit i'm gonna go jerk off mm. boom 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 now you're addicted to this because you've created a bad negative loop in behavior and whatever your crutches in life whether you have low self-confidence what if you feel like shit whatever the case might be that's your crutch it mm. could be drugs drinking sex porn but yeah yeah and then also studies have been showing that the further you you are on this addiction path the porn that you kind of were watching previously doesn't satisfy you so you go into like more you, you taboo stuff more taboo kind of stuff fetishes. And, yeah and, it, and it's okay if you, if you have your, your your kink or whatever but this is like a progressively thing that's, that's progressing not in like natural form you know the different thing that turn different people on which is completely okay this would not want someone different you're basically making yourself almost like sexually aggressive and that's not a good thing to be because you're always seeking like the like the next kind of next kind of version of you could say worse or porn than you've been watching you could say or more like exciting for some reason or more, more stimulating right it's like the alcoholic that you, you want know, that same high exactly that, that one drink well that one drink doesn't do it anymore it's not there's two drinks three drinks four drinks. same with same with porn it's the same way it's just like first you did like one-on-one then you did like you know uh Two, two chicks on and a dude. Yeah, two chicks <laughs> yeah. and a dude. Three chicks and a dude. Like four chicks and a dude. Then you got like a whole game bang. Yeah, man. and then it's you got up. yeah, and you can't and you keep going further and further and further. And something that you're never interested in. And guess what? You're interested in now because it's so stimulating. 
and so satisfying and something that the other porn couldn't provide. And then you have trouble with relationships because nobody else could provide that for you, right? You can't always have five women in a bedroom at the same time, right? It's not, it's not, it's not possible, you know, only half people in, in life have experienced that, you know? So it's not something that you could ever have in a partner. Yeah, and it's why that you should think about it too because, yeah, these thoughts are so powerful that creates the reality of you wanting to replicate that for the same high. So then maybe you're going to have dissatisfaction in your personal life with your partner mm. if that's something you watch and still do. Or you might have like erectile dysfunction because the female, the partner that you're with, you have these high expectations of how a freaking a porn suit or how a sexual experience should go and you just can't replicate that. Like imagine if it gets that messed up where you got to like mentally picture someone else or do something in order just to like get hard and perform the task or right. something. That's so messed up to think about. Like yeah. guys, porn is bad for you. Yeah. I mean, like once in a while it's okay. Just don't get it. Don't let it consume your life. Like if, if porn is the only way of you busting or not, you should probably think of different ways on how to not have that. You should probably close find something eyes. out there. Yeah, close, close your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah, or maybe do something from memory or something. But what's crazy is that we looked at one study and uh, they they pulled 308 uh, young adults for this young adult college woman, and uh, women were able to. Women had a decrease in relationship satisfaction when their significant other was watching a lot of porn. And not only did they have a negative impact on their relationship, they also had a negative impact on themselves. So it decreased. Yeah, it, they, it dropped their self-esteem, the, the, the women's. Self-esteem. The, the college females were less satisfied in their relationship, and they also viewed themselves at a lower level than, than before. Because, wow. because, you know... If you think about it, if you're the girl and you know your significant other is watching a lot of porn, the girl is gonna start thinking like, "Hey, am I not good enough for him? Like, why does he watch porn three times a week, but only has sex with me once a week? Like, am I not enough for him? Like, does he need somebody else in his life? Like, you know, why am I? Why can I not be there three times, but the porn could be there three times? You know, so the women, females were saying that they had a drop in self-esteem, which is crazy. Jeez, yeah, poor thing. Yeah, think about it. And and I and I can see that happening for both males and females like let's just say they have a like a body part self-esteem mm-hmm. where and they see that like in in the videos and like wow wish i had that and then they feel you know we overthink shit we feel like we're not good enough in bed because we don't have i don't know this bouncy booty or mm-hmm. <laughs> you name it you know and or reverse that it's a man where he feels like he sees all these freaking large things you know or you know, all these fucking these, ra- six, these rated R things, you know. This the, is a rated R show, man. Yeah. All, all these long things, and he's like, "Oh man, like mine could be bigger," you know. Just like in life, you always there always there's always something greater. Right. That's that's the problem with life. We just have to learn how to be content with what we have, and what what this is creating is just like yeah, a problematic issue of like low self esteem, or anxiety, or and, and all that stuff from that. Hundred percent. If you have like a partner that you're sexually engaged with. You should always aim for open communication because like, like, I don't know what you like and you don't know what I like, right? So how can I best satisfy myself and best satisfy you is I'm going to let you know, you know what gets me going, but you also have to let me know what gets you going. And you got to be honest because if you, know, if, you like, if you like a certain position but you never tell me about it, then how am I supposed to know that you like that position over the other position? Exactly, yeah. And sa- same with dudes. It's like... If you, don't, if you don't let her know how she should be doing things or you're not having her do, do, do certain things, you know, then you're not being satisfied either. And that's not healthy. So you, you both have to find, 
find what you like doing and you know and be okay with doing those things. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. everyone's different. You gotta be more open about it and it shouldn't be like anything that you're like ashamed of or scared to tell somebody about, you know, especially if you're having sex with them. That's so hard because in our society, and I know our society is a lot more sexualized now, so maybe that's not going to pertain, but let's take it back to the way we were raised and our parents mm. and grandparents is, religion was a huge thing. And I feel like sexuality was very repressed. Mm. You know, priests can't do it, nor can't. Roman Catholic Church or nuns and and you can't do it bad. before you get married. Yeah, you can't do it before married. Go to hell. Right, and like it's a freaking deadly sin. So our sexuality has been repressed like crazy in society, mm. and and I don't know what kind of issues that brings up. Hopefully, it's we need open communication if that's the issue. But it's it's wild to think about, mm -hmm. and it's also wild to think about how accessible this thing is. Now it's just the website, like. It's on your phone, it's in your hand. Yeah, like we're youngsters. We didn't have cell phones or websites to go on this. It didn't exist. We were just in the early stages of it. Like I finally got my internet when I was like 14 years old or yeah. 13. And there was dial, oh, I didn't get dial up. My aunt had dial up when I, I used to be my, too. when I was at my grandparents' house. And I'm like, that sucked because there's like a little button that says, this phone is calling, you wanna accept it? Cause there's only one landline. Right. And like when I had internet, um, I still didn't know about like their sites like this, but like my uncle told me that they're monitoring every website I'm going on. So it's like I had this fear of I have to be careful what I go on and stuff. And that's why I never went on it as a kid like <laughs> at, the, at the beginning yeah. because I was scared because right. like, yeah, what if like, you know, I'm 14 years old thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, I can't. And I wasn't like trying to go on porn right away because I didn't even know it exists. Mm -hmm. But it was more like, okay, I, I got to be careful because like my parents get a report of all these links. <laughs> but dude, our parents were so Polish. They didn't even know what www dot what insert whatever is. They didn't yeah. even know what an email is to like five years dude, ago, they bro. Had no idea. They, they didn't even know what AIM was when it, when it existed. Yeah. Dude, Poland people were so behind. Like Facebook was already out and it had something called Nasza Klasa. Oh, and yeah. that was like the Polish Facebook, but Facebook was already big. So Polish people, like they skipped over MySpace and I went to Nasza Klasa and Nasza Klasa was a fail. So Polish people were always behind and our parents didn't speak English well, so they were even further behind. So it's like, I mean, we probably could have gone at it like a lot more than we have when we were younger, you know? Because when you're a teenager, you know, your hormones are racing and you want to jerk off all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. But I think how you had this fear, you know, of... of your parents of your getting parents. the report card. <laughs> yeah, because it's super awkward when, you're, when your parents catch you with porn because it's super awkward. Like, it's your parents and you're a teenager. You're just like, last person you want to talk about naked women with is with your mom or your dad, you know? Dude, I, I walked in somebody in um, college, bro. I was freaking... Yeah, I was studying for like... In the bathroom or like under the desk? Like bathroom and then the stall, I walked in by accident. I didn't like see everything. It was more like, oh, you know, like I fucking <laughs> freaked out really quick. But it was, um, it was like finals week or whatever. It was like, you know. Nervous tensions building. It's like 8, 8 p.m. I'm studying. I'm just trying to walk into the bathroom. And this probably poor college campus nerd lives on campus trying to go to a private bathroom because he has a roommate or something. I don't freaking know. Funny as hell, <laughs> dude. Not. Yeah. In, in between um, exams or something. Yeah, you know? some goofy shit, man. Yeah, man. But it's, it's, it's interesting because sex, sex addiction and pornography addiction is real and it's like it's always going to be be increasing, I feel like, because it's just so available. And imagine when we have like this this like 3D porn where you're going to have... Virtual like reality a, already vir exists. Yeah, for virtual reality porn where you have like a sex robot that, you know, you could designed the body parts to best fit your needs or whatever. It's going to be crazy. We're going to lose that intimacy portion of it. And we're, we're going to like, 
I feel like have less sex with each other as humans and more sex with like artificially, which is wild. Scary to think about. Jeez, I had so many thoughts there. Yeah, a lot, a lot to think about, but sorry. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Center yourself and get back into it. But what I'm thinking is that... What are you thinking? Usually sex is the frontier for what you just described because virtu you know, virtual glasses, oh, websites came out, porn took place. Virtual reality goggles exist. That's taking place. There's devices for sex. There's going robots already cleaning our carpets, but they're going to create a huge sector for se the sex industry before they even come a thing and they're going to clean your kitchen. Like yeah. it's going to be in sex before yeah. robots are washing dishes and doing that, you know? You're going to be able to pork your vacuum pretty soon. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, how is that? Roomba. You're going to pork your Roomba. After a nice long 40 minutes of vacuuming, you're going to be able to pound your vacuum, dude. How was your, your Dyson, man? <laughs> yeah, how was your Dyson experience? Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, it sucks great. Both the carpet and my dick, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like geez. imagine that. Such a like, Hopefully we could put rated R on um, when we upload this episode, yeah, doesn't get taken down. It's always expensive, <laughs> but yeah, this, imagine that kind of that, that's it's crazy, man. Like it's 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 wild. Like that goes the whole thing where we're like moving away from the source. Like we have what we need in front of us, and yet we want something else to replace it for what? Yeah, just thinking about sex because we're on this topic. It's also crazy to see the psychological effects of not getting married earlier. And there's like dating websites now and everybody has like 150 options. So dating is harder. I don't know if like that's affecting sex on that level when it was that decline. Mm -hmm. But we're living in such a different time. Like you'd even have to approach a girl and ask for her number. Like you just literally send a message to her. Yeah, like it became, what's the future going to be? It became less personal but more convenient. You know what I'm saying? It's like a come up. And that's you you like you're sacrificing that. You're sacrificing that more intimate portion of of hey, I have to actually go talk to this girl and buy her a drink and go through those steps versus I could just go on my phone and swipe left or right. I don't gotta talk to them, I just see how they look. So you're breaking barriers and you're making matching with somebody like you could say simpler, but it's not as intimate. Yeah. I and wonder that's if what, that's what kind of sucks these dating apps. Because sometimes, you know, people go on, now they have been on a dating app for a long time, and they go on a date, like, people don't even know how to talk to you anymore. Yeah, like, what if know? that's a whole addiction, too? Yeah. Like, dating websites, they're addicted to seeing multiple partners, they could settle down with one. Like, I wonder, I'm sure this goes deep into everything, because psychology is so fascinating. We're just scratching at the surface, talking about benefits and porn addiction, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's what it is. Be we, careful out there. We, we definitely should eventually get a, like a sex educator on or like some kind of psychologist that is just deep into that. And I'm sure we could find a few and talk mm -hmm. about it. So. I like the idea. We should find one. And then we could talk about tips and all that. Tips and tricks. Tips and tricks, <laughs> yeah. Tips and tricks for new grand nurses. <laughs> <laughs> name, name it that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's wrap up this show. Thank you everyone for tuning in on this beautiful day and enjoyed this episode about no, no November, sex ed, and porn addiction. And as David Goggins would, as, and as David Goggins would say, stay hard. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Yeah, Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Peace.